If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Good evening, afternoon, and morning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 105 of Badaroune. Badaroune. This is a rainy day, sitting in my car. I've just been to a two-hour, three-hour possibly session with the composer of a musical that I'm in called Angel of Broadway. And uh, I've had to really stretch myself on this because it's quite, it's quite a complicated musical. It's not your average musical. It's very, very, you know not your average musical basically the songs are pretty good and the dialogue is sung and uh, I'm not singing all my dialogue but um, it's very complicated for me and uh, I didn't realise how unmusical I was until I started uh, rehearsing this with people who are professionals and they're not even professionals some of them they're working part time or full time and singing and singing is the Passion, um, but these people are amazing, um, amazing voices, uh, uh, obviously. But just their ability to pick up stuff—they're just doing. They pick up harmonies and just straight away. Of course, they can all read music, and um, that that helps. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've been uh, going over and over and over in my parts and. Uh, and uh, and I'm still finding it hard. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so uh, it's been uh, very humbling, as they say, um, to uh, see what proper musicians can do. They're so uh, it's so quick. So I'm out of my depths. But I'm, this is a musical called Angel of Broadway, which will be on on the 12th and 13th of June in the National Concert Hall with a full orchestra, the RTE Symphony Orchestra playing. And they will actually be on stage behind the uh, actors. And uh, that's unbelievable. Because I never thought in my whole life at this stage, that I'd ever get to sing, if that's what you call it, with a full orchestra behind me. Uh, now, I'm only doing little bits, but 
you know, yeah, I'm doing that. And then um, the second part of that is my wife in this musical is Twink. Twink. Now, there's a thing. You know what I mean? Twink. I never, you know, I, I grew up. When I was a kid, Twink was on the telly. Do you know what I mean? Like, ah, Jenny Mac. So, uh, that's that's what I've been doing today. So, I went over the my bits with the um, composer, Brian Byrne, and he just, thankfully, I could call over to his house, and he's there at the piano. He's just an amazing musician, and so uh, uh, it's great that he, you know, gave me the chance to do this, but also... Uh, took the time to help me through it so now I'll be doing that and uh, uh, um, towards the end of the month then uh, I'll be I'll, I'll, once this is over then I'll start thinking about Edinburgh and writing that and today was a momentous day for me because I because my daughter started the leaving cert and I dropped her in there uh, first day of the leaving cert and that's my youngest and so within in three weeks my youngest of two not like I have a massive family will have finished school that feels flipping weird because that that's just nuts I mean when I thought when my kids were tiny tiddly toddlers and I thought ahead to the time when they'd be finished school I just it just seemed like so far in the future and now it's arrived um it may it just goes oh man that's bloody uh that makes me think oh i'm old and uh and then what do i do now i'm not obviously they're going to stay at home they're going to go to college and they're not going to move out for a while but still it's big jump yeah it's a big jump Amazing for them. So happy for her. Though she's quite happy, and um, I think she's going to. She's done well, uh, and uh, she uh, uh, has done portfolio. She wants to do art, so and her portfolio is amazing and got great response from the colleges. So I think that'll be okay. Yeah. Anyway, this podcast, this uh, episode is different to. Most of the others in that uh, it's all about uh, it's. Uh, I just went down to the Drogheda Homeless Association uh, d- down on the Keys and uh, talked to uh, three people down there who uh, two of them residents and one the chef in there. And uh, because the reason I did this is that it's shorter than normal podcasts is because I'm doing a charity nice to raise money for the DHA uh, I am uh, part of what is uh, I'm a celebrity get me out of here night so I'm going to be looking for sponsorship from people for that uh, means on the night I'll be one of the participants of 20 I believe and be being put through all all that kind of crack where you have to eat things that are nice and do horrible things so I'll be doing that to raise money for DHA so I talked to a few people down there and uh, this is this is it enjoy (laughs) 
what you what you do here. I know you're working in the kitchen, obviously, uh, but just like the routine the routine you have here. Well, uh, a daily routine. We have um, we're a seven day a week organisation, so like every day there has to be somebody here. There has to be some form of cooking. We have to be able to deliver food at any one given time. Mm-hmm. So. As I was saying to you before, the way I look at it here, like in here nine years now, but the way I look at it now is we look after the most vulnerable side of society, i.e. like what you would perceive to be, you know, like uh, homeless people. That's, that's the force. You have homeless people that would come to the door. You have residents here who have been homeless and are a transitional period where they stay here for a while, try to get back on their feet. Plus, we have the likes of uh, old age pensioners and we were assigned to looking after Meals on Wheels. You've heard of Meals on Wheels throughout mm-hmm. the country. Well, we have a big one here in Drogheda as well. It's Apparently it's gone for over 50 years, okay? But uh, we've taken it on now over, I think it's about six years or something now, we've taken it on here at, at Homeless Aid and we look after the meals for those guys. Here we are, yeah, so... Uh, uh, what's your name then? Uh, Seamus Smith. And... Uh, are you uh, a, a day- resident? Sorry, a resident. A resident, are you? Yeah. Okay. And uh, so, uh, what do you think of this place? Well, you couldn't get better mm-hmm. because your washing's done, your bit of cooking's done, and you have your bath and shower there when you want to, and to look after most things, you know, and the rent's not too expensive. Mm-hmm. So. You couldn't get better, not could you? Mm. For, for anybody that you know. And then you can't get in here, if there's a smell of drink on you at all, you won't get in. So, well, I'm not worried about that. I gave that up. All right, yeah. Uh, what did you work at when you were uh, working? Me working. I'm 86 years of age. I worked at a general labourer. You know, like concrete and uh, farmers, bitter farmers. Well, I walked in the cement. I walked in dial cake for a time. And I walked in the chemical. Well, there's the three and daughter, there's three and daughter. And then in England, you know, good few places all over England, you know. But oh, it's a lot of work. Mm. Well, I'm 86 this year, mm. so uh, I didn't walk there for a few years, and my research bad. Were you married? No. And uh, why was that now? I couldn't bother. Right. We boy, 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 a feel for a cow, and she has her own feeling, and go into it now and again. <laughs> And uh, did you like to have a drink in your youth? Um, I was classified as a no-hope alcoholic. And I gave it up. I drunk all my life. I drunk more. I don't remember half of my life over drink. Uh, I would be a few times trying to dry out. Do you know what I mean? I was in Limerick and I was... I don't know where the other place, Kumara, is it? Mm. I was there and a the whole lot of them. Mm. And I just stopped at myself and I gave up the fangs thing. Wow. 
Right. What age were you when you stopped drinking and smoking? Well, the smoking's only a couple of years now, you know. But I didn't start smoking till I, I was knocked down, you know, when I hit and run. And I was under a life support for three months. Shooting the cloth in the brain, crushed ribs and punctured lungs. And, uh, so that was the operation, I had to take the clot off the brain, you know, when it hit and run. Uh, and uh, that's when you uh, stopped drinking and, no, it, no, 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 or smoking? I drank. I drank. I only started smoking when I came over there. Ah. <laughs> I, I, what age were you when you started then? What? When you started smoking, what age were you? God knows, I was well on in years anyhow. Really? Aye. Well, and I just, uh, well, uh, after I come up from hospital, he said I wanted to smoke a drink, and the first thing I done, say, fuck it out of me, you know, the life support was get a 21 points and a point and a half one. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, so you did, didn't really take that advice at all? Uh, well, uh. he actually said, he told me after that, that I'd be subject maybe to a stroke, you know, like mm. you could, over that brain operation, you know. Mm. So I'm not doing bad now, I'm 86. 86 years of age, and you, you drank, smoked, and had a was on a life support machine. I think that's pretty good. Yes, and I worked with all the farmers along here, winter season, you know, all them, all around different parts. At the same trashing mills and everything, you remember them? At the trashing, yeah. Aye, I was done the mills and then we done the hay, and that was boiling, you know, like Back in the hay, I had a toddler and up my for a fork, you know that type of mm. way. I took potatoes, snig turnips, tin mangles, tin turnips, snig mangles. You're from Drogheda? Oh, yes, born, born in a place called Warren's Court. That was in Peter Street. Just up. Well, the big, you know, the centre is there. Yeah. There was a little place up there, houses. Uh, and any brothers and sisters? I had a sister, she's dead. I had two brothers, and there's a brother then. So I have a brother alive, you know, and myself. Right. Do you see him much? Aye, uh, he's not well either, you know, like. I do see him, I. Thanks very much. So what's your name, sorry? Seamus Smith. Seamus Smith. Pigeon. Pigeon? Uh-huh. Pigeon's the name. So, like, you know, in essence, we kind of look after the, the, the most vulnerable people in our society here. Plus, there's always a chance that somebody arrives at the door, you know, and they can just, like, you know, I'm hungry, I need something to eat, you know. Mm. Like, uh, I think there's a good, there's a good sense of, um, you know, like you're looking after people. You go home happy in the evenings, mm. you know that type of thing. It's not, a, it's not where you're 
bored stupid there's always and there's characters as well yeah. you normally do, you'll meet characters through the through your time here it really is good and you do get a, a good sense of I'm doing something right here like you know mm. okay it's your job whatever blah 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 but there's a good sense of I'm doing something good here mm. yeah, I'm not making a wheel I'm just I'm, I'm looking after somebody and plus you know Rick, it's, it, people that come along and they know that you're not you know you, you'd never ever look down on them you would never ever just say look this is just it this is just the way it is it's a brilliant thing yeah. that's the good thing yeah but here's the bad thing there's always a bad thing about it as well the horrible thing is to hatch open someday and a guy you sat beside in school or a good friend of yours is standing in front of him it's a very very it's a strange reality you know mm. that um you know it's something that you have to learn to deal with in that you know you're going to be knocked back for one because this is a guy you sat beside in school he was probably a better, you know, better educated. Like it could be anything. Because let's face it, guys with BMWs become homeless as well. Like you know, like it's not just lads shooting up. You know, like the perception in, uh, we have on homelessness is that the guys shooting up are the guys that are homeless. And it ain't mm. like that at all. There's families coming to the door now saying, you know, we need a help here. You know, mm. but that's the bad side of it. Then you know, you get to know these guys. And you so, you know, you're helping them on the way, the whole lot of it, like, you know. But then something happens and they overdose and you don't see that they, they die. That's all the bad stuff. Mm. That's, that's hard to deal with. But you do deal with it, you know. You, you learn to deal with it and say, you learn to deal with it and, um, mm. you know, you move on, as they say. But uh, it is very, very hard. It is very hard in itself for the first time, say. Mm. You know what I mean? Like where you you come across like maybe a chap that you knew came to the door. You look after him with a bit of grub, and two days later you hear that he over the overdose like twenty. Like we had a couple of lads under the age of thirty. You know, just uh, horrible situations where they they went off and they took the wrong stuff or took. I'm not really sure what the implication mm -hmm. was, but it ended up in their debt. And that's a very hard thing to deal with. Like, you know, but that's the, the, the there is a bad side of it. Mm -hmm. And it, like it, if you learn to live with that, you'd be good at your job here, you know. So when they come to the door, and it is somebody you know, or if it isn't somebody you know, you basically just say, hey, look, this is circumstance, just different circumstances. Well, I'm here and you're there. Yeah. Let's not dwell on it. And let, let's, get you, let's get back in the fee. Get yourself together. Great place to get yourself back together. Mm -hmm. We'll look after you. We'll fill you full of food and wherever you need, your showers and everything is here. Mm -hmm. And get yourself together and move on. And it's usually what happens. Like, you know, lads, you know, they, they get a, a better sense of themselves then where there's not somebody walking by. Um, so, Martin, you helped out making this backyard, kind of turned it into a more nicer place to hang out. I did. So what kind of things did you do here? Well, we've done this construction here at the top there, got all the wood together, like, you know. And it's just what the boys use really for smoking here, like you know. And it's, well, hopefully we'll be finished by next week, you know. And then um, we're getting the stones down now next Monday, you know. But Jerry now is very good to work with. He's a very nice man, like you know. And I did, well, I'm the most person who helped him here, like you know. And then um, Ina, just to draw the partnership, she's um, said I'll be getting um, something out of it when it's finished because I actually I actually um, stricted myself every day with Jerry and the rest of the lads didn't didn't help like you know only one of them helped Paddy but 
I'm the most person because at, at, at the start of this um, job here, <coughs> um, there was a few a few lads to, who um, painted here, like you know, forced. But we we painted all the wood, mm. and um, and just didn't have since. So um, I've got good um, good ratings from this uh, from from the homes there, like you know. But it looks good anyway, like you know. It looks amazing. It really looks great. And is this the first time that you've done any carpentry work? Yeah, I done ca- a carpentry work before in school. Oh. So now I'm taking everything in, what what I actually did with Jerry. So hopefully, I can do do me, me own things, you know. Yeah. But it looks great. Looks really good. This uh, there's three trunks that are oak and uh, redwood, I think, and uh, they're uh, all varnished. That looks good. And there's a kind of a trellis here. It looks amazing. So, how did you um, how did you end up homeless? I ended. Up, I was uh, living in, in, in my sister's there in 2017, and she had me there for, for a whole year. And then she she threw me out there before Christmas last year, and I slept in the streets for two and a half months before I actually came down here. So I had no other choice to come down here, like you know, and. Um, it's just I slept rough in 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 um, in um, alleyways, you know. When I came down here, I was like um, I was very bad, like you know. And um, I, I got myself back up, you know. But I've only lost my room once, but I never lost it since. But the boys are very silly, like you know. They go on the drink, and you know, at at the end of the day, they're going to lo- 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 lose the rooms, but. I used to drink, but not anymore. I haven't drank now in a while there now. How long? My last drink was four four months ago. And I pass a pub every day. I just don't want to go in, because going in, I know if you go into a pub now and you spend your, your money, you're going to have nothing left. Like, But now I'm going to constrict myself now to this product with Jerry, and I'm going to finish it. You know, but it looks well. It looks really good now. It's unbelievable. And this was just a place where they had bicycles, and it was kind of a just a just a yard, really. Was it? Yeah, it was a yard. It was actually a mess. You know, <laughs> it was really a mess. But as I says, I made this table as well. Like I, I made this table. Jerry, Jerry just gave me the um, timber, and I sawed it out, and I done, I done it myself. Like you know, yeah. but it looks great. Like, I'm glad, like, you know, I'm glad I'm doing this, you know, because Jerry spoke to Ina, that's the one who's doing it, said I'll definitely get something out at the end of the day, like, you know. So what, you'll get some kind of a course, is it? In no, I'll probably get, um, they're going to, um, at the end of the day, they're going to give me something. I don't know what it is now, I just have to wait, like, you know. Mm-hmm. But Jerry's going to make sure I will get something out, but, like, you know, because mm-hmm. I've been working... I'd be working hard now to get this done. Do you enjoy it? Like, w- uh, would it be something you'd like to work with in the future? With wood, carpentry, that kind of thing? Yeah, I would, yeah. Because that, that's my hobby down there, you know? <laughs> but as I said, at, at the end of the day, um, I don't, like, really being here, like, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's a roof o- over your head, like, you know? So I'm hoping now um, I get my own place very soon, like, you know? Because it's, it's a place, it's only a temporary place, really, like, you know, you know. Did you have uh, a job before uh, you 
kind of ended up being homeless do, do were you working no I, I no work like you know but I'm looking I applied for, for me security license like you know to get a full time security uh-huh. job because I've do, I done a lot of jobs in, in that kind of work like you know mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm waiting just to, um, on, on my um, um, gather clearance to come through like you know mm-hmm. and once I get that like um, I can um, I can hopefully get back to work like you know so as I said it looks great anyway like you know looks really amazing here and I hope it will last like you know I'm just hoping it lasts like you know yeah I'm sure it will I mean sure all the wood is varnished and it might need a lick of paint every year I suppose or so suppose like you know but now Monday then uh, the, actual, the actual stones are going in you know here so instead of concrete it's yeah, going to be yeah, gold, gold and stones, kind of like goldish, like you know, and flower pots we have there as well, like you know, for, for flowers, like you know. But at the end of the day, as I say, um, I hope it does last because they're putting like the, my name is definitely what's going on the wall and the, on the plaque, you know. They're, they're going to try to call them Martin's Garden, but I don't want that, you know what I mean? Like, so as I said, I'm the only one that's stuck to it. I don't want to end, end up in, in I, I don't want to end up in the hospital or in the morgue, you know, like taking drugs, oh these. People take a lot of old days. That's that's not nice. Mm. Like, you know, like, so if they want to do it at the end of the day they can. But all, all, all I can say at the end of the day they just they just seek some help mm-hmm. by a can but I'm, I I have a counsellor myself. Oh you do? I do indeed. Like and I'm I'm I've been working there for the last couple of weeks and she's very nice. You know, and and I'm going back to school as well. Like I'm, I'm going back to the tech here in Drada. Like you know, I do um, an hour every, every Tuesday. Like you know, one to one teacher, and she's lovely. Like you know, and I want to do that to get back on spellings, me maths and all that, mm. and hopefully get a full full time job. Mm. But I said if I get this license, I'm definitely getting a full time job, mm. and I know at the end of the day. When I have a full, full time, full time job, I won't have to worry anymore. Mm. You know, what I mean, the money at the moment, the moment, the moment, the money is nothing here. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, doing my best to stay out of trouble. And so far, I have. Mm. Like, I never, I never fought, I never fight. People want, want, want me to fight here. I'm not going to do that because mm. I know if I, if I throw, throw a hand with someone else, I'm going to get bad for six months. I don't want that. Mm. But I just hope this will last. This project will last. I want to see a last, you know mm. what I mean? Like, but it looks great. I'm actually delighted, you know what I mean? Like, you should be, should be very proud of it because it's incredible. I'd love to be able to uh, make stuff like this. I'm no good with, uh, well, I haven't really tried, but mm. I don't think I'm that good with DIY. So, I was hoping, like, trying is you have to try your best, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it looks great anyway. Hopefully, now it'll be finished by next week. Yeah, and then they're going to get a ribbon to open it, like you know. Ah, brilliant! And um, they're going to um, Ian is going to present me with with something at the at the, on the day. So, because I'm the only one that asks, I'm the only one that's doing this. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I stuck with this job for, from day day one. Yeah. And I'm going to stay with it until it's finished. That's brilliant, Martin. Fair play to you. Congratulations. It's horrible, and it's there. But so are we. We're here as well. Like, you know, like, and as long as we're here, I don't think they're going to go hungry as far as I'm concerned, and I don't think they're going to be without a bed as far as Drogheda Homeless Aid is concerned. Like, you know, 
I'm a wee bit passionate about the whole thing because not because because I know for a fact that you and I are only maybe two three paychecks away from being there you know yeah. what I mean because like, we all live in this little bubble thinking well oh, there's homeless that's homeless oh my god no he's a drug dealer it's not like you know, we all live in a society now where it's you know like it's so close we're kind of on the edge the whole time like where you think that if something goes wrong it's gonna it's not gonna take a whole heap for me to be actually in that situation yeah. where I'm homeless like of course you're not gonna take the drugs or whatever the hell the hell is but you're going to be homeless and it's the same horrible existence that they have it's um and has it got worse in the last 10 years say or have you seen a change anyway in the in uh, you've been here how long you've been nine here years nine years have you seen a change in nine years yeah. Well, it, 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 it seems to be swings and roundabouts you know that type of thing like you know in the, 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 um, the crash didn't help yeah. It didn't. It, it most definitely didn't help. There's a lot more people knocking about. Unfortunately, you kind of see the same people over and over. Whereas you know, like, you know, they, they would um, you would get them back in their feet, and you know, their addiction throws them straight back on the ground again. Like so, like if they go off, if they have a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction or a gambling addiction, it's not all drugs. Like they would head off into the sunset, and their, their heads high. And they go off into the sunset, and you think that's it, well, good. Like six months later, though, back at the door again, you're going, wow, you know. But that's it's it's addiction is a horrible thing, like you know, wherever it may be, like you know. But um, there is different people. The thing I will say is, in, in my opinion, there's more families going homeless now, which is scary. It scares the bajingos out of you, because. Years ago, I suppose, when my mum and dad talked to me, it was always the old lad goes thrown out, like, you know, get out of your bowsy or whatever, he was drinking too much, or whatever it was. Yeah. He was sent off into the sunset, you know. And that was it. That was homelessness, like, you know. But now there's young girls on the street. There's families, like, you know, there's a family, like, not too long ago came to the door, and there was five of them. Like, there was a mother and father and three kids, and they wanted food. Now, if that doesn't melt your heart, I don't know what does. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and then, of course, we have people that are sort of saying they're staying in hotels and stuff. I don't think I'd like to live in a hotel, really, no. to be honest. I don't think anybody would. I think there's help out there, but I don't think it's coming fast enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't think it's coming fast enough. I think the government, look, I, there's no point in blaming anybody for it. I just don't think it's coming fast enough. I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see a few more beds in here. I'd like to see a little bit more maybe for families, because that's the one that scares me. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, um, but this is a, a uh, all male, isn't it? This? Yeah. yeah. yeah w what you have here is you have maybe 25 units, 26 units, I'm not really sure. There's about 25 anyway, units where we can house men. I think we have four houses then where we can house families and, you know, like obviously. But because this is a containment area, it has to be men only. So, uh, this is a, a dry... Uh, you're not allowed in if you're drunk or if you're high. Yeah, is that... Is influences, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you see, in the beginning, I think they decided, you know, which way we're going to go with this thing. Like, you know, because there, there is most of the... Most of the hostels or uh, emergency accommodation is wet, as they call them. You know, but if a lad comes up to the door and he's full as a beanbag, they'll kind of look after him somewhere. Or we do look after him. We make sure they get something to eat in the whole area. But because it's a dry shop, if you're under the influence, it's it's a no go. I think it's a safer it's safer for you know for the rest of the people that 
you know, because as I said, there's a different addiction and it might not be alcohol or, you know, like uh, narcotics, like, you know. Yeah. So to protect all, even the staff, it's actually better that, you know, you have one place that when you come to the door, if you're under influence, you're going to be told to, yeah. you'll have to find somewhere else for the night. Like, you know, it, it seems a bit cruel, but I think in the end, it's probably safer all round. Mm-hmm. Daddy, you know, because there is a good few places that will take in. I think Dundalk, and I'm not really, I'm, I can't comment because I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I think they decided a long time ago that you know this is the way we're going to go with this thing, and I think it's working mm-hmm. because the the whole thing runs a little bit smoother. You know what I mean? Like people, I think, happier to come in knowing that if it is alcohol that their addiction is, they can't be here with it. So it, it kind of it's a haven. It becomes a safe haven then, yeah. like you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If it's an if, if if your if your addiction is like if the reason you're homeless is because you're a gambler, you're horses or whatever bloody hell it is, you can't do it here. It's a safe haven. It becomes a little haven as well, like you know. So if you're off it, uh, you're not hanging around with people who are using. I suppose that could be a good thing. Well, you see, the hearing law is the problem because you will be like you know. You, the, the, there is a lot of lads here that are, are addicts in you know, like wherever it is, you yeah. will be. But none of them will be allowed to have their addiction when they're here. So they're all in the same boat, like you know what I mean. Like, that, like if you have an addiction that you need narcotics for, you know that John beside you has as well, oh, but yeah. he can't have them neither. So you'll suffer together. So it becomes. Maybe they help each other in a round of a better way to stay away from them. Now, of course, I'm not, I'm not tooting my horn saying we stop them from using, we don't. But while they're here, at least they're taking a break from it. Yeah. And it shows because the lads, like, you know, you see the lads when they come in here, sometimes they're just skin and bone. Like, you know, they're after going through a few months of madness, like, you know. Mm. And when they come in here, they start putting on a wee bit of weight and stuff. So it shows that, you know, at least they're starting to get a bit healthy again. Yeah. You know, but yeah. unfortunately, you know. And have you seen people uh, get back on their feet again? From oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's, there's many, many of lads, none of which I'm going to give you their name, <laughs> but like you know, many of lads have come to the door, got themselves sorted, and moved on, and now are back in, you know, it's not going to say society, but they're in relationships. Mm. So what? Maybe a few of the lads are actually walking away, you know, like they just. It worked out good for them, you know. Like they got all the all the apparatus that they needed to get back onto their feet was given to them, and they used each and every one of them. And with the look of God, they got back into the workplace. A few of the lads I know are actually back with their wives, you know. So like it worked out nice for them, you know. There's not a whole heap now, like, yeah. but still, yeah. you know, it does happen. You know what I mean? You, you have the tools you need here. To go from, you know, let's not call it rock bottom, but it's bloody close to it, like, you know. And, like, you know, we, we give them the tools to say, okay, well, this is what you need to do here. You know what I mean? Like, and not to be slamming it down, go, like, you know, like we're not going to say, you need to get off the drugs. Like, you know, you can't do that because you know that the addiction is so strong. Yeah. It's unreal. So we say, look, these are the tools. We're going to help you as much as we possibly can. And let's see if we can't just get yeah. you back on your feet. Like it does happen. Sometimes they do get back on their feet and they go off, and you know you never see them again, and which is a brilliant thing, like you know. But um, yeah. unfortunately, it doesn't really happen. It, it doesn't happen to most of the lads, yeah. you know, because the addiction is just too strong. strong. Yeah, they're they're not strong enough for the yeah. addiction. I, I, I don't know. I was never addicted to anything, but I see it, and it's horrible. It's horrible that it, it has that pull. 
that that's the only thing that they care about. Mm. You know, like if you see somebody that's addicted to wherever it is, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter about their kids or their family, their wives. Or, mm. That's all that matters. It's a horrible thing, but it makes you feel very humbled when you go home at night, when you sit down in your own, you shut your own front door and you go, Christ, I am freaking, you know, like I am very lucky here, yeah. like, you know, that I don't have any of that garbage, like, yeah. you know, none of it, like, you know, and like, yeah. I so think it makes more, you appreciate you just oh, have your family and your house and absolutely. a place to stay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, we all become very... It becomes commonplace that your motor's just outside the door and you go on your holiday, wherever it is. But when you see guys like this and you see people like this and families like this, you go home and you go, holy mama, I'm doing okay, really. Like, I'm, you know, I don't have any of that. I don't have any of the mental problems that they have. I don't have the addiction problems. You know what I mean? It, it, you just feel very humbled about what you have, and yeah. it stops you whinging about a lot of stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like you stop, you stop, stop whinging about having to get up to go to your walk. You start saying, "Isn't it nice that you can?" Yeah, you normally. Know I mean? Yeah, but that's basically yeah. It does, it does make you feel a hell of a lot better about yourself. Yeah, there is no doubt about that. Okay, brilliant. Thanks very much. All Thank Well, there you go. That was interesting. Now, I'm 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 doing a, uh, a charity event to raise money for the DHA in the Barbican in Drogheda on the 21st of June. I will be taking part in the I Am Celebrity Get Me Out of Here event, which means they'll be putting me through all sorts of mad stuff, like having to eat possibly insects. I don't know. I don't want to even think about it. But I will be there and I'll be doing that. And if you want to donate for for that event for me, you can go on my Facebook page and find my event there and you can donate, sponsor me on that event. And it is a good, good cause um, because in the present environment, there are a lot of homeless people and I don't see this Fine Gael government doing anything to help the situation because uh, it's been an issue for the last three, four years but they are doing nothing to help it as far as I can see. Rents are still massively higher than London, I'm pretty sure, higher than most places and you're probably all of you, probably the highest in Europe would be the Dublin rents. And it's just, it's just crazy. Uh, um, and uh, what is Leo Varadkar doing to help this? I don't think he's doing a bloody thing, you know. Leave it up to market forces. Is that their attitude? Bullshit. Okay, so uh, yeah, do that. And uh, the next podcast I'll be doing is with Ali O'Rourke, who I interviewed last week and she is a transgender stand-up comedian not the only one I might add working in Dublin starting out I should think uh, doing stand-up so that's the next one Uh, I'll talk to you then okay have a lovely day goodbye
Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.